And so this language of the heart, this language of love that I've come to know through Susan and so many others that I love, we are blessed. Our lives have been changed by this woman you are about to hear. And she's here today with, with family and friends, with June, her partner, with Janice and Linda from Houston, and so many other people around the country who are with you and lifting up with you this wonderful gift of love that continues the love story in the ordination of the one that you are calling who is faithful enough to wait and to take the twists and the turns and to not give up because she knew what we know, what we've been taught, that God is greater than anything that gets in the way of God's business for us that God has in mind. And so with that, with love from all of the people around the country who really are, like you gotta see the Facebook and the Twitter, everybody's Susan, Susan, yay! So thank you for your faithfulness, for your courage, and for your witness to God. And let me just introduce Janie with the words that touched me and brought me here so long ago. Of course God loves you, honeys, and you're about to find out more about that. Reverend Dr. Jane Adams Spar. Dear God. <laughs> I think one person said, are you going to speak for an hour or an hour and a half? <laughs> no worries, in two hours at least. No worries. Hi, it's wonderful to be here with you. I, I love this church. Susan has been talking about you for so long, and here we are today. So thank you for your amazing welcome. And Presbyterians do like the United Church of Christ. Uh, some of my best friends are from the Congregational Church. Will you pray with me? Wonderful, loving God, we love your word, and we love what today means. We love Susan Thomas, who you have called to this wonderful church. So be with us in the hearing of your word, in the loving of her, in the loving of you, that we might in some way do justice to this call. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a roundabout way, isn't it? Isn't that amazing with the exodus that we heard that God said, they'll be so cranky if I take them to the Philistines because they'll go from enslavement into slaughter. And so it was a roundabout way through the wilderness, through a place that lots of us are not very comfortable in the wilderness on. It's a place where we have to journey. We don't know all the rules. And then when things don't work out, we get angry. It's something that goes on there. And so I'm going to tell a roundabout story about Susan Thomas. For this is why we're here today. And some of the things that I have learned in knowing her for 20 years. Let's begin at the beginning. She was born in Detroit, Michigan. And there were three of them. There was Julie born in 1961, there was Susan born in 1960, and James in 1962. And let me tell you how this happened is she, uh, they came, three of them in three different bundles. And that is 
her mother and her aunt worked together, and at the hospital, they had three little children born from the same family, only it was not the family that she was born into. Susan was adopted, and so Julie came first, and each time, mother would come home and say to the dad, look what I've got for you. <laughs> and each time, first came Julie, then came Susan, and then came James. And so they were adopted into this family as a surprise to the dad. <laughs> and so they went to Westminster Presbyterian Church in Detroit, and that's where they were baptized. And one of the things we learned, some of the great stories, when Susan was seven years old and Julie was eight, they went to a modeling school, the Federal Modeling School. Do you know this story? This wonderful modeling school, and it was called Sugar and Spice. And it was for young women to learn etiquette about how to drink tea, how to walk, and so on. And we know how much Susan likes that. <laughs> so what happened is, at the end, in the basement of the store, she had to be part of wearing a fluffy dress. And we know how much Susan likes that. And so it was that they were to walk down the runway. Of course, Julie walks down the runway. They start walking down the runway. And Susan, who's shy, started walking down the runway in this dress that she never felt comfortable in. And she started walking down, and she saw her father down at the end, and she just kept walking <laughs> off the runway into the punch bowl and into her father's arms. <laughs> and he raced her out of the place. She said on the way home, there was total silence. And when she got home, she raced into the backyard not knowing what would her father say, what would he do. And this is what her father said. He finally walked out and he said this. You know, Susan, I think I'm going to teach you baseball. <laughs> I think you'd do a lot better that way. And so again, Susan, much like Moses who was adopted, from power and privilege into finding out who am I anyway? <laughs> what is my identity in this world? It is from there that we found out that she joined. They moved to the rural country of Nova, outside of Detroit. And there she belonged to another church in which they loved her. They made her a deacon and an elder by 25 years old. It was quite amazing to watch her in the church growing. And every time the minister would say, I think you ought to go to Ecumenical Theological Seminary in Detroit. And she got this wonderful, wonderful work there. And then, in 1990 and 1992, Susan also, because she was trying to find out who she was, became a stock car driver. I say, why not? <laughs> So there was always something going on in Susan in her trying to find her way, much like we do on and through the wilderness. Who am I now? She was promoted three times into General Fasteners, this wonderful corporation. She was doing really, really well. And one night after her third promotion, she was driving on the throughway, or freeway here, 
And she said two cars, her car and another car, came into the same lane at the same time. And she spun out. And with that, she was turned toward the traffic that was coming her way. There were trucks and three cars. And she said her first thought was this, who will tell my mother when I die here today? Her first thought. She said as they were coming for, toward her, she thought this, this is the end for me. And she said, honestly, they stopped. They stopped right in front of her. She started her car, which had stalled, and she moved to the side of the road, and she said this, okay, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm here to do. And so began this journey of looking into ministry. She went home, and she told her mom and dad, I'm alive, for one thing, and then she did discernment, and she prayed all weekend, and that Sunday night, she went to her minister, and she said this, I want to tell you what happened to me. And he's at the time saying, great, you can go to Ecumenical Theological Seminary. I wanted you to go to this and so on. And then he said this, I wonder, Susan, if you have some trouble with something. She said, he said to her, um, there's something that just passed in the Presbyterian Church. It's called Amendment B. And it says that essentially then no lesbian or gay person can ever serve in leadership. And he said to her, do you have any trouble with that? And then before she could say anything, he said, I have a lot of trouble with that. She walked out of that church that she served for over 18 years. And she never went back. And she went into a depression because she just wanted to serve. By springtime, she said, I've got to do this. And she enrolled at Ecumenical Theological Seminary. And with that, as Ray said, in 1997, Susan came to Stony Point Conference Center in which she met people like us, God lover. <laughs> you know, people who knew that God loves us in this great diversity of who we are. And she heard God say to her, you're okay, just the way you are, just the way you are, Susan. So she sailed through seminary, you should know. And with that also, with that also, she began a thing called that all may freely serve Michigan. And any of you who have ever served with Susan, and any of you know this congregation, this is the kind of organizing. And why I tell you this is because the kind of leadership that she does. So with that, I fly into <coughs> Michigan, and she said, well, Jenny, we've got a little group together. Well, it wasn't just a little group. It was an amazing group of people from many different churches. She had organized them, and how did she organize them? She organized them in a partnership model. Not in a power over model, but a partnership model. And there, I watched 
said all major cities of Michigan begin to move out into churches and across Michigan, and we would travel up there. And who do you think wrote all the grants? Who do you think organized it all? And she would help every person feel wonderful about themselves. You know, that kind of person, the obnoxious kind you don't like. You know I mean? <laughs> but she would say, come on, we can do this. We can do this together. And there it was. There became this amazing group called the Law Made for Reserve Michigan. The kind of partnership model that says, let's, let's do this together. Let's do this together. So as we watched this, and then she went to Greenfield Presbyterian Church. And this is the kind of thing I heard. You know, when Susan is so humble and shy, you know, people say, oh, what a darling. Do you know what I mean? Do you, you know what I'm saying? She's humble, kind, and so on. And then you get her in the pulpit. And it's like, this friend of mine said, what happened to dear Susan? <laughs> system and calling on the domination. Can you believe it? This incredible theology of love and grace and so on. It's like, is that you, Susan? <laughs> God happened to Susan. Like God happens to each one of us. Isn't it amazing as we watch people? And then she went on. One, a whole group of older women were there and they said, let us tell you about Susan. I said, okay, they said, did you ever know anybody you know, because we're old now. I know this. I know this now. Did you ever have anybody sit and listen to you and then they really could say back what you said? Did you really have anybody listen to you in such a way that you knew you were heard? Well, Janie, we want Susan in ministry because she listens in a way and she hears us and she hears our pain and she hears our joy. That's who. Susan is to us, and I watched this over and over again, over 20 years, this kind of feedback. And the Presbyterian Church said, thanks for stopping by, but we don't want you. That was horrible. Many, many, many said, don't come our way. And some did. And some did. And that was an amazing time. So as we do this roundabout time, into this time comes, why then follow Jesus? <laughs> what happened on the boat that we heard about? Who is this Jesus that makes people like Susan just keep going in spite of the no, in spite of the domination system that says bad, not worthy, second class, all of that. What makes us do this? And this is the kind of thing. Jesus came to people and said, 95% of the people are raising all the food and doing taking care of 5% of the world. His whole thing was on economic disparity, correct? 
Susan was part of a hunger program that was dealing with this kind of thing about the inequity and the disparity between the rich and the poor. She was captivated by his message. She was captivated by the message that said, when Jesus said, well, what about our sisters, our mothers, our daughters, our wives? What about them? Don't you think they're equal instead of property? Don't you think? And he began a thing called the discipleship of equals. And what really made people cranky was that he would always give voice to somebody who was oppressed. It's called horizontal violence. Remember, they talked about the lepers, and there were 10, and only one came to say thank you. And who was it? It was the Samaritan. Oh, that made it so bad. Because <laughs> horizontal violence works that way in a domination system. It's like you can't be equal. And he kept doing this. Then he says, let's talk about God. And he called God Daddy for a reason. Abba is intimate. It's an intimate word. And what he was really saying is, God is beloved. That's the word we use now in UCC. Please tell me you do. It's a word in which God says, and Jesus says, the realm of God is within you. God is not out there. God is within you. This is what turned Susan off. It's the message of how do we stop a domination system and say, so who was really in the boat? Don't you love this? How many years have we heard this thing? And you know, this is what I know. Do you know who was in the boat? Women were in the boat as much as men. And probably some Samaritans. And they were all people of color. Yes! <laughs> okay, so as we're looking at the world, hear what I'm saying. So with that, isn't this something? So this is the great thing. Jesus goes up to pray, and he sends him out on the boat. How many of you ever been in a boat in a storm on a lake? Have you ever? It's like, get me out of here. <laughs> so this is what they're talking about, this kind of thing, this story. But what was important, it happened between 3 and 6 a.m. 3 and 6 a.m. What are you like between 3 and 6 a.m.? Come on. That is when our worst fears, our worst things are going on. It's when we heard the thing that says, I told you you'd never be any good. Remember those? I told you you're not as good as your sister. I told you all these negative things. All these things come up between three and six. Mine's two to four. But <laughs> three to six. And this is why the story is so important. This is why it's so important because it's like, when we all are so frightened, when we're all so scared, when we are most vulnerable between three and six, and here comes Jesus. <laughs> here comes Jesus in the middle of the night. Jesus, we're going, where are you, right? Three o'clock in the morning, and that's who we want to hear. We want to hear this, I'm with you. I'm with you. You're not alone, I swear you're not alone. Trust me, trust me. So here it goes. Peter, the impulsive one, right? Peter, but this is the story of every one of us. Every one of us st 
starts up walking, right? Because it's Jesus, right? We're going, okay, I'm coming. We're, we're stopping the script. Remember? The script that says, no, you can't. The script that says you're not as good as Oscar. We are not believing that because there he is. We're going out. There he goes. There he goes. Yeah, have you done this yet? And you're walking out there, right? And then it's like, and he says, trust me. Trust me, Beerus. Okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh. And then we go back, right? How many times have we go this way, back, this way back? And Jesus keeps saying, trust me, trust me, trust me. This is the story that everybody has to get out. You do good therapy. Everybody has to get out of that old script that says no, that says you can't, that says you won't ever. This is the story. Trust. From three to six, I'm there. I'm there. So watch this. Sometimes it takes people. It takes people in our life to keep saying, I'm there. And this is what I want to say. Trinity United Church of Christ. Mm -hmm. Once you hear this, from 2010 on, and I know it was squiggly, <laughs> you kept saying to Susan, we're here. Susan has needed to hear that all her life. She wants to know that you're here. That you're here. And you want to know that she's here. You all have done something so incredible with each other. You have created a partnership model that Jesus was talking about. You together are creating a partnership. Because this is what happens. After you've walked out on the water, and after you've changed the script, and the domination system didn't win, the domination didn't win here, what happens is, then what happens is, you gotta get back in the boat. <laughs> because then what you have to do is you have to keep doing justice. You have to keep loving the poor. You have to keep doing the hard work. You have to keep living into the ethics and all like that. But the thing is today, today, you all went out in the water together and you said yes! That's right. And I'm telling you, you have no idea by your yes what this is resounding out across this country because I want to tell you, every person that was told no heard yes today when you said yes to Susan. This ordination is reverberating reverber out across the United Church of Christ, out across those Presbyterians, by God. <laughs> you today have become systems breakers and systems changers. And that's because you follow the one that says, away with domination and welcome to partnership. And you did it together. And I am here, and we are here, people that you can see and not see, to say thank you. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen.